The Art of Customer Service. Hi and welcome to a brand new episode of The Art of Customer Service brought to you by Digital Compact. So let's start. My name is Eric Pfannmüller and I'm your host on this show. A former canoeing world champion, father of three, founder of Solvemate a leading platform for customer service automation. Our platform, powered by smart conversational AI, allows companies to deliver quality customer service faster. As you know, on The Art of Customer Service, I talk with experts about what makes good customer service, which tools and practices are relevant, which new technologies are available in the customer service area, and many other exciting topics around a great service experience. If you like this podcast, I'm happy if you leave five stars on a streaming service of your choice that helps us promote this show. But let's come directly to the subject of the metaphor today. It is about voice, bots, and smart speakers. You know, everyone today is talking to Siri, everyone is dictating WhatsApp messages. So let's talk about voice as an interface. We talk about how voice will change the way we work, how voice can be used in customer service, ultimately. Stay tuned. For this purpose, um, I've invited to the show today Jörg Heinemann, Principal Innovation and Digitalization from Otto. As you know, for all the German listeners, Otto is probably 100% brand known, but for all the international listeners, Otto is a 14 billion revenue mostly e-commerce conglomerate that is one of the biggest e-retailers in the world. So Jörg, happy to have you on the show today. Happy to learn about you and to learn about Otto and to talk about voice and how it would change the way we interact with companies. Welcome. Thank you, Eric, for inviting me and thank you for having me. And hello to you and all the listeners at the different devices. I think we will have more and more audio devices in the next years. And I think that's the topic we are talking about today. I'm almost 40. I'm father of one daughter. <laughs> almost 40. I, I say the same thing sometimes. <laughs> We're at exactly the same age. I also have a daughter and two sons. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one daughter is especially in the pandemic is enough, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm I'm happy with that. So yeah, I'm at Otto for, yeah, I think I'm in, in the ninth year. So almost 10 years at Otto. Never thought that at the starting point, but yeah, I was able to change my job profile again and again. So that's the reason why it's always interesting. I started to be and work in the e-commerce with my own business in 1999 so over 20 years now, and I've started in the battlefield of voice and conversational commerce in 2017 with a very, very inspirational trip to the US. And yeah, I'm part of different project groups at Otto and initiatives in the field of conversational commerce. So my title is very broad with innovation and digitalization. So it's not that Right. I focus on IoT and smart home things. And to say it easy, everything, every hardware was a plug. So we are selling a lot of that. I think nobody sells more washing machines online than Otto in Germany. And so I'm looking like a tech scout. I'm looking at that hardware and think about how that influences buying behavior of our customers, how we can improve service through this. And so that's one reason I've started with voice commerce and especially from the smart speaker side, because I was interested most in that new devices. And then, yeah, more and more topics in that field joined the interesting things. That's awesome. 
looks like when you said you started four years ago with voice, that was pretty early and uh, you got probably some interesting story to tell. Before we start, I typically do some definitions. So let's just define different channels. So when we talk about digital channels and communication, I mean, everything is digital today. Also, if you call someone that basically is a digital channel, but we need to define between a messaging channel, which is like sending text messages, Facebook Messenger, website chat, WhatsApp. Then we have email, which is also a digital channel, but asynchronous, sending like emails back and forth. And when we talk about voice, we mean the interface. So that means oral language, either on the phone or, for example, when you would talk to a smart speaker or something else. So that's why taking that from the smart speaker side, I think, makes sense. But let's keep in mind that voice is an interface per se and not tied to any single device. Of course, especially for one example, if you are in the voice business and starting like with a Google Nest Home, so with a smart speaker, you starting that, you also have the possibility to chat because the assistant that's running on the Google Home Nest is the Google Assistant. And that's available with voice, but also with chat on all Google smartphones and other devices. And I think we will talk later about commerce, but what people especially forget is that voice in is not only voice out. So you can speak with a device and get visual feedback, especially on smart displays or if you were running an assistant on a smart TV. And I love that you said that, that you have to look about the different channels. So that's the reason why we don't have a voice commerce project at Otto. We have only conversational commerce or the main project we initiated at the Otto Group. So the different companies, the name was Beyond Touch. So you see or you can imagine that we think very broad about that. Very interesting sentence. I quickly want to repeat. You said voice in is not voice out, meaning a blend of channels and they are called conversational channels. A conversation, to just finalize the definition, would be a real-time back-and-forth communication, which can be either in a text form or in a spoken form or to be interchanged. Or in mixed channels, yes, of course. Because if you want to have special informations, for example, from the Google Assistant, it sends you sometimes, if you talk to the smart speaker, send you the feedback on your phone. So that's, yeah, a channel shift, or you have different devices and channels in one conversation. That is crazy uh, on the one hand, but on the other hand, you can fix with that, you can fix a problem that sometimes voice back is not enough because people are very visual. And especially if you're going to commerce cases, yeah, people normally want uh, to see what they get. So yeah, that's important that you think about that and the new possibilities, especially that comes through new hardwares, especially to the pandemic. I think smart displays become more relevant or more famous than ever because everybody yeah, is not only a company on video calls, he is also in the private sector on video calls with family, parents. Yeah, Very good. We're going to touch upon channel switch later in this show, but let's just keep in mind voice in doesn't mean voice out. We talked about smart speakers and let's maybe start with that. So do you have a smart speaker at home and where do you use it for? What is it good for? No, I don't have one. I have many. So I <laughs> think I have 100% coverage in the whole house. So even in the basement, I have one. Okay, tell me more. <laughs> so I use it for different things. The most, I think, don't laugh, it's a countdown feature. So 
sometimes it's the easiest one because normally I need that reminders to close windows to, yeah, especially if you're in the kitchen, you have so many clocks to set up normally. And especially in the kitchen, normally you have dirty or wet hands. So it's such a helpful feature. And yeah, I think the in the top three is a smart home also because I live in a smart home and I nearly can yeah control everything via voice. So that's a really hard used feature. And I think the third one is music to control. It's almost smart home because it's uh, Sonos. And where does smart home start and where does it end? So, but I think music as one main field, I also use it a lot for, yeah. That's very interesting that setting the timer is probably the most used feature in voice. Same for me when I ask Siri, which is also a voice channel, uh, to do that for me. I just don't have the smart speakers around. Yeah. I will come back to use cases later. So let's keep in mind, it's very clear and tense. You know what you want. You're going to say set a timer, change the lighting, do these things, smart home, play music. And to your point, smart home, I think smart home is what people consider fancy. And five years from now, it will be normal to, you know, play music via smart home. It's a bit like Google search results. Um, it's only fancy until you think it's normal to just be there, everything at your fingertips. So you have multiple speakers. You use that a lot. What do you say is the pros and the cons of using the voice interface compared to you would go to your smartphone and you would type the requests or do it on the assistant? And the biggest pro feature is that you can do it on the fly. So even if I'm running through the house, if I have something in my hands or don't have the smartphone with me, okay, that is not often. <laughs> Because I think the most listeners have the smartphone always with them. Or I have a smartwatch also. So, yeah, but I think that is the most positive thing that you can do things very easy from where you want and in every situation. That's, of course, one reason why I have 100 person coverage, even in the basement and even in a storage room, because in that situation, I have dirty hands or I have something in my hands. I want to switch on lights or want to, to hear music or things like that. So I think that is the comfortable part. So the negative part or negative side is that, yeah, there was a lot of improvement on the AI side, especially on the voice recognition. But I would lie if I would say that they, yeah, Alexa, Google Assistant, do Siri, always do what I want. Sometimes it's very funny what they understand. One heavy feature we have is the shopping list function. So we write our shopping list the whole week till we go to shopping, to grocery. And sometimes we laugh a lot if we look at that, what Alexa understood. So that's a negative side. And it's limited because if I want to know special things or see special things, yeah, the smartphone is much more better. But for easy things, easy routines, easy controls, it works very good. Awesome. That's a very good summary to say like, hey, there is easy things that you want to do. This is the private world. So you use smart speakers, that's voice, that's AI powered. How do you see that with regards to customer service? Because this is a customer service podcast. And I know at Otto, you must have a lot of customer service yeah. selling merchandise worth 14 billion. So what's your experience with smart speakers and voice? I think customer service is one 
big USP from Otto because even if you are sitting under the Christmas tree and have questions regarding the present, you can call us. We are there 365 days a year, 24 hours with own employees in different call centers throughout Germany. And we are reachable almost in every channel you have. And if there is a new channel, we look at that and yeah, discuss if we have to be there. And so it started with smart speakers because, like I mentioned, it started 2017 with a trip to the US. A few years before, I laughed um, about the first renderings of the Amazon Echo devices. And I thought the biggest fans are the NSA or something like that. And it will never run in Germany. And then I was in January in 2017 in the US and there was like you have the Danish Bettenlager in Germany. It, it's called Bed and Bars and it's not a tech shop. And there was an empty pallet. So Euro pallet, Euro palette in, in Germany. It was empty and there was a piece of paper. We are sold out of Amazon Echo. And it was in the middle of nowhere in the US. And I thought, okay, they were sold out of that in a bed and bath store in the nowhere. So it should be running, especially in the US, and it will come to Germany. Then we were at New York a few days later, and there were pallets of Google Home in the Best Buy and stores like that. And that was a starting point. We thought, okay, that devices will come to Germany and they could become a relevant channel. We have to start and we have to try. And we tried not with selling some things through that. We started with customer service because we thought about what are the most asked questions on different channels and what is a question that's very easy and you can do from a customer perspective on the fly. So you are sitting at home or see something and thought about, oh, uh, I have ordered something at Otto at what time the package will arrive. And that was a starting point. We started with a Google Action and the main feature was the parcel tracking. So you can marry your customer account to the Google Assistant account and then you always can ask about the delivery status of your orders. You can ask other questions also. And now we have different iterations. Now you can ask for the deal of the day And you can order it also. We were one of the first companies in Germany that were prepared with a shopping feature at the Google Assistant. But the main focus is customer service. And I think there will be a lot more use cases in the future with better language recognition and with better AI and better APIs to our core systems. I think we can do a lot in future. I think we talk about the vision later. But I have a clear one. We can jump on this right now. So I understand voice is a mega trend. That's very clear. Everyone hears that. I've understood that you have built a Google Action very early and it can actually do something. How much different like processes? I think customer service automation, because it's an automation that you do, you don't need to call someone, is about a process. So parcel tracking is one process. How much skills or processes have you built in this a Google Action? That's the first question. And the second question, what percent of like all the service requests are now done through a voice? Because I have the feeling it's something very special right now, but it's on the rise. Yeah, I don't have a percentage in total channels for you, but I can compare some channels. And you see that it's very different and that voice is, a, I think it's the smallest. I think maybe it's more than direct messages on Instagram, 
but it's very low. So we have like uh, 15,000 unique users a month. So with about 18,000 conversions. So for a small e-commerce, it sounds a lot. But if I tell you that we have in total with our in-app chat and with our chat on Auto.de, we have 140,000 to 640,000 conversations a month then you see that the channel is not the hardest that is used. And only in WhatsApp, last year we had almost uh, 1.5 million conversations. So you see, we have a lot of traffic in conversational commerce channels, but voice is at the moment, it's the smallest. And yeah, to the processes in the other channels, you can do almost everything. I can explain why. To concentrate like your question was on the Google action, I think three main processes. So parcel tracking, the FAQs, it's like rule-based and the deal of the day and the shopping procedure. But you have there compared to, especially to the other channels, you have no possibility to speak or chat with real people. So you are very limited in functions. And it's interesting to understand the different interfaces. And just for the listener, if you have like a website chat or an in-app chat, you have something that you like just from the interface perspective, you have links for something else. You can show pictures. You can go back to the history and read as a user what has been said and written. And you can also like have visual elements in there. So kind of the interface itself is more rich, but you need to have the smartphone in your hands, which is what you just said. On the other side, voice like you can't read backwards. You need to remember what has been said. So I think voice is a more stricter interface per se. That means voice can only be a part like all customer service requests. And I'm coming to like the chatbots that you have in your app and on your website in a second. But I think it's important to understand for our clients that there is use cases. Um, for example, changing an address or changing your email address in your customer account. It would theoretically be possible, but voice is used for convenience because it's fast to do to put something in your shopping list or to ask for the parcel status but if you try to spell your new email address or whatever that must go somewhere else and i think understanding that it's just a conversational interface and that the voice bot should have access to the customer's account and if let's say you want to change your address or your email address it should start a conversation on your smartphone because it's the more convenient way of executing that request. And that's also the approach that SolveMate is taking with regards to voice, that we see voice as you can start there and maybe you get instant answers, but you need to be diverged to a different interface because it's just a more efficient way for the end consumer. So this voice in is not voice out is something important to understand when thinking about this. Yes, you said it's, it's a starting point. I think even for things you can't finish with voice, maybe it's a starting point. Because I can ask, can I change my email address of the account? And then it answer, yes, should I send you a link to your smartphone? And that could work really well. And the hardware recognizes to which device you are speaking to. So if I speak to the smart display, so like a Google Home Nest Hub, it shows me directly a picture of a product. So if I ask for deal of the day, it shows me the picture direct on the screen of the smart display. But if I ask the same question with a small Google Home, it then sends me a link or a picture to my smartphone. So the channel shift there is intelligent. It, it works. But I think what's not so easy is the, the shift 
through different channels. So if you're starting with Google Home and then finishing on WhatsApp, that's not working at the moment. Maybe you can handle that with a very good backend so that the agent at some point that goes in, into the interaction sees everything in the customer history. Um, but I think that's for us, especially it's, I think it's a few months or, or years a ahead. It's a very interesting view from someone who's really on the trenches of doing voice um, bots and also like uh, being in projects involved about chatbots. Let's take a quick sidekick on chatbots. I think you have something called Chatbot Clara, both on your website and on your app. Can we quickly talk about this? Yeah, to be very honest, we have two Claras. Ah, <laughs> so are they twins? <laughs> yeah, yes and no. I explain. So we have the Clara on the website for many, many years And that is a rule-based chatbot. I think it was there before almost nobody knows the AI or künstliche Intelligenz in Germany. And it was there. It, it is very rule-based. The improvements in the last years were very good. But if you compare it to machine learning and the things you can do with AI functions now, the old one will lose. And it will lose at Otto also. Because to test Clara with uh, machine learning, we built in that technology in our app and we see that it answers a lot better than on the website. So I think there will be only one Clara in the future and that is the intelligent one. And you see that it's in total with all our bad requests, one quarter, our customers need no additional contact with one of our relation centers. And if you're looking only on the in-app Clara, so with the machine learning backend, it's uh, 30% are fine with Clara and need no further contact to one of our relation centers. That's very good real-time insights. You say that already you are automating one-third of the requests. And um, that's good. We, we today didn't want to talk a lot about chatbots. I just wanted to say that, you know, in such a big corporation like Otto, you can also have multiple ones. You can A-B test them. And I've understood that, first of all, machine learning in the chat flow is important to deliver better results. So stack rule-based bots are like the past. That's something which I clearly see. And the second thing is, you clearly get results from that. So just think about your contact center would have one third more requests. I mean, you probably have hundreds, if not even more than thousand agents in all the call centers for your big company. You have to see it at a chance. I think maybe it's a guess, but maybe the Clara was not the biggest friend of our employees in the relation center because they thought maybe that Clara will be the one and only relation center in the future. I don't think so. And I think the pandemic shows that they can be very happy that we have Clara on the different channels because there was traffic explosion and you know all the challenges in the supply chain. There were explosions in the customer interaction also. And there were a lot of conversation and questions Clara could handle so that there was less rest for our relation centers and they can invest more time in the complicated use cases. As we are uncomplicated, it's not complicated enough with two Claras and the Google Action To add one thing is that on the other chat channels like WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, there is no bot at the moment. There are really people you can write with. And yeah, you can guess what one plan in the future could be with that channels. So maybe the intelligent Clara is on every channel sometime in the future. 
I like what you just said, because ultimately, like it's a moment of where you can see results, but moving to the future, it's very clear that there will be one bot that should be, you call it omni-channel, and you also want to democratize, like I call it procedural knowledge. So if you call customer service, you don't know something that you should know. But this knowledge should be democratized, whether you're on WhatsApp, whether you're on Facebook Messenger, whether you're on the chat on the website, and it should even have the same information on a voice bot, the only difference is that maybe on voice you can't really execute the request because sometimes that's unhandy. But I think that democratization of knowledge is important that in a omni-channel world, irrespective of the channel, and I'm leaving like telephone as an old channel and I'm leaving email as an old channel out because also there you should get the same answers. But automatic answers on every channel should be the same, whether it's maybe in the future even Apple Business Chat or Google Maps Chat, which maybe will come. It should be an omni-channel automation experience. I quickly want to touch upon voice commerce because you said you started with customer service. Um, how do you envision voice commerce in the future or which use cases will be relevant? To close the other topic with my vision is, um, like you said, I want to have one experience on all channels. In my perfect personal world and vision, you have one backend for every channel and for a customer, it should be irrelevant at which channel he use. And the agent, if sometimes the agent takes the call or whatever, he should see everything. I think it's a long way to go, but it's possible. It's technical possible. It's possible if all partners, like you mentioned, the companies will open that. But I think that that would be my perfect world from a personal perspective. To your question with voice commerce, I think it will become very relevant for low involvement products. I've heard that good Big brands for batteries in the US became problems through Alexa because more and more people in the US told, yeah, Alexa, I need batteries, AAA, for example. And then the decision was made from Alexa and you can guess what brand Alexa would choose. So I leave that open. You can try for your own. Maybe it's different in Germany or it depends on your buying behavior, but you can guess what I mean. For investment goods or yeah, things like we are very good at selling like furnitures, from the actual standpoint, I don't see it very relevant only for customer service. But like I mentioned before, if I'm in my personal perfect world, I can imagine a situation where you are sitting with your family inside and in front of your TV where the assistant also is trying and you have a conversation like in a brick and water, like a special store, like all the people <laughs> from us know you go to a special interest store and have a good interview with the staff there and they explain you the pro and cons and they put one product in the focus. So, and I can imagine that you have that interviews with an intelligent assistant on devices, especially with a display And they show you something. I can imagine to book holidays through that because, especially in that use case, because you are sitting together for a big screen with the whole family and the assistant can you show videos, photos from the destination and then you can book the final booking. Maybe you have to type in a password or something like that you can do on a smartphone. But I can imagine very good advice interviews on that devices. There should be a lot of improvement in that whole interview scenario. But I can imagine you, you talked about five years smart home as normal. If I'm saying that, I think in periods like five or 10 years. 
probably you are more right because even me as a very tech savvy person i'm not yet having a smart speaker at home i'm using siri quite often i'm dictating my whatsapp messages and i'm using like natural language processing every single day but it is very clearly a trend to come just to summarize what you've just said i like this low involvement high involvement thing so i just had this analogy of what goods would I buy on the phone without seeing it or getting a lot of like consultation? I just thought about buying a washing machine or a cupboard or a bed or something. You just don't call a store and say, I want to buy something. You want to kind of see it. You want to compare prices and voice is not the right thing for, I like this high involvement product. Like it's just a complex cell. I also understand the low involvement products, which is, hey, I need new milk, I need new batteries. I also find it interesting. I never thought about the problem of vendor choice because typically you have vendor choice. And what you do, if you go to a store, you just see prices, you see goods, you know this is a low value brand because of the packaging. You know this is a high value brand because maybe you know the Varta batteries and you decide given your price brand quality metrics, so to say. And that's a matter of a second. So we need to find a way from the voice interface to emulate that. And what I really liked is was your, let's call it five to 10 years vision to sit in front of the TV, to talk to something like a virtual assistant and to say to them, hey, what can you show me when booking a vacation to the Northern Sea? And then you kind of see visually maybe some hotels and I can really feel this could work out. And then you say, well, this is great. Please send me an email with the link to this thing so that I can check it out tomorrow in detail about the prices because that inspirational thing might even be then you start with voice, you look on your PC, to get on your TV with your family, and then the actual booking and final decision will be made maybe on the PC when like one parent is doing that alone. That's a really cool vision. I like it. Yeah, and to these days, I think about, it depends on what business you're in, but think about all the replenishment products like maintenance stuff for your household appliances or at food delivery. There are people that order food every week, maybe every time the same food. And one delivery service have that skill or action and you like that feature, then you won't shoot another delivery um, service because it's so easy for you. So you are hungry sitting on a couch and say, send me a pizza. Or if travel becomes more relevant, send me a taxi or send me an Uber. So that's very comfortable that it's commerce. It's not typical e-commerce buying things, but for the service branches and food delivery or grocery, I see more cases than in typical e-commerce. And they are working these days uh, already. Maybe that's a very good summary on voice versus other messaging interfaces, other conversational interfaces. If you know what you want, there is not a lot of choices to be made. You already know about the prices. You've taken a decision to purchase a certain specific good. Let's say it is a Uber taxi. It's a very standardized product. Maybe it's the burger from the burger that you've already ordered two times and you can directly name what you want. And there is no big price comparison, no complex high involvement decision to be made. Adding something to the grocery list. Voice is such an important channel. Right now, for only a few people, as you've said, like it's not a big thing right now, um, also for Otto, but it will evolve. And thinking about the future, I really like that vision. I think it's going to grow exponentially because it's making people more lazy. And laziness, positively interpreted, time is the new goal. That's something that I quite often say. Of course. Time is the only thing we don't have in this world. 
And that's the reason why I have 100% coverage of smart speakers in my house, because it's for the comfortable cases. And I have a lot. I have strong top three, but I have a long tail also. And they are very good ones in. <laughs> That was an excellent summary from Jörg Heinemann, Principal Digitalization and Innovation from Otto. He has a smart speaker, 100% coverage in his home. He's using it. It's going to grow exponentially. That was such an interesting talk, Jörg. Thank you for that. Thank you for having me.